We thank you, Lord, because you are a covenant keeper and not a covenant exerter. We have not only heard this with our ears, we have experienced it in our lives. We pray, Abba Father, as many as hear this admonition today, that we will arise and we will all attend to the kingdom business. May we, O oh Lord, realize the urgency of this call. And may we put this command in the forefront of every life activity we embark upon. Thank you, Abba Father, as you quicken our steps to obey you. On Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name we pray. What we have today is a brief exhortation from the Word of God, and then we pray. And we are happy whenever we have a, a new opportunity to pray, because our God is a prayer-answering Father. There is no prayer that the Lord cannot answer. There is no prayer that is too small nor too big for our God to answer. I encourage you therefore, brethren, as many as are here and as many as have joined us through any form of media, to come to the Lord today with your prayer request. It is a day of covenant. It is a day set aside by the Lord, even before us, to hear and to answer our prayer. Only come by faith. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We take our brief exhortation from Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and verse 38. Matthew 9, 37 and 38. Praise the Lord. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Into his harvest. The first thing I want us to take from this passage it's from verse 37. Then he said, the same word he used in Matthew, where we took our team for the year. The Greek word that was translated said has a synonym, and that synonym is command. So, what the scripture is telling us or reminding us this morning is that this is not a suggestion from the Lord. It is actually a command. And when the Lord commands us to do anything, it is not to be deliberated or questioned or tinkered with. What is left for you and I to do is to rise up in obedience. Because he who commands us has all the power and the willingness to fulfill the assignment he has given us. 
Like he said in that Matthew passage. Jesus declared that all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And he said, go ye therefore. So on the premise that the power has been given to him, he is now commanding us to go. All minus all, what is remaining? Eh? Nothing is remaining. There is no power he left for the enemy. The only thing the enemy uses against his children and the children of God is accusation. Jesus has taken all the power. When he died, he went into the Hades and he collected all the power from Satan. He didn't leave anyone at all. And that one who collected and has all the power and is seated at the right hand of God is the one that is commanding you and I to go on this premise. Because he who is asking us to go has both the willingness and the authority to perform what he asks us to do. Praise the Lord. Why pray if God has all the power and has all the willingness? Why is he still asking us to pray? This is because like we sang, God is a covenant keeper and not a covenant exerter. He will not force his will on anybody, on any human being. No, he will just tell you what he wants to do, reveal what he wants to do to you via his word, via his spirit, through prophecy like he just did. And he allows you the choice of agreeing with him or disagreeing with him. He's not like Satan. Satan is a covenant exerter. He will deceive you into a covenant and he will coerce you to perform what you didn't willingly agree to do in the first instance. And so God wants us to pray as a sign of agreeing with him concerning every of his will. His will, they are not automatic. He wants us to pray about it. If you remember the sample prayer he taught his disciples in Matthew 6, he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth. If the will of God is automatic, Jesus would not have asked us, his disciples, to ask that the will of God will be done. Because it will be a wasted effort. But Jesus understands that his father, our father also, is a covenant keeper. And he will only do what we agree with him. It's just like um, what we have in the law of contract. A law of contract, there has to be an offer and an acceptance for a simple law of contract. Those of us who are legal experts here know better than I do. So when God makes an offer, he expects us to agree with him. Not because he cannot go ahead, but it is contrary to his nature. Praise God. And even in the very passage where we read this Matthew chapter 9, we see again, God has a will. He wants 
every human being, if it were possible to do what? To repent and come to him. But he will not force anybody to repent. What God does is that he brings the message your way. It's left for you to accept the message of salvation. You choose whether to follow him or to continue to follow Satan. I will just share two examples, one from the Old Testament, one from the New, and then we'll run to a few other things before we begin to pray. If we remember what happened, we will not read it because a lengthy one in the book of Daniel, chapter 9 and chapter 10. Daniel began to study the word of God, and from his study, he got to know that the Lord has already prophesied through Jeremiah that the period of the exile in Babylon will be for a period of uh, 70 years. And just as an aside, some of us here, we don't know how to know the will of God. One of the surest ways of knowing the will of God is by being studious, studying the word of God. That was how Daniel knew the will of God concerning the people of God who are in or who were in exile in uh, Babylon. So he got that information and what was the next thing that uh, Daniel did? Daniel began to pray for the fulfillment of that will of God. The will of God needs to be prayed down. And when Daniel began to pray, the Lord released the answer. But you know what? A principality known as the Prince of Persia withheld the angel from releasing the answer directly to Daniel. Again, reminding us as a child of God that when you begin to pray, even when you are praying the will of God, there may be delay. You don't need to give up. You need to continue in prayer. And Daniel continued until angel Michael came to the rescue of the lower angel. The kingdom of God is hierarchical. And the high angel came to the rescue and the answer was delivered to Daniel on the 21st day. Praise God. But that's that. That's not what we have for today. What we have today is to pray. We are just relating it to what we have that the will of God needs to be prayed down. Some people say God has promised me children, has promised me marriage, has promised me breakthrough. But between the promise and the fulfillment is a prayer. Maybe why you have not received that will of God concerning your life in any area is because you have not been praying. Or because you have not prayed enough. Daniel didn't just pray. He continued to pray until something happened. Praise the Lord. Another, another quick example from the, book, uh, from the New Testament. When God wanted to bring his son to this earth to come and save you and I, he didn't just say, ah, Mary, oh yeah, have it. There was a form of agreement with Mary. He said to Mary, you are going to carry my son. You bring him forth into this earth. And Mary agreed with God. He said, let it be to me according to what you have said. If Mary had not agreed, maybe that would not have happened. So when God 
has a will, when he has a purpose and he wants to bring it to pass, the next thing that we need to do is to begin to agree with him in prayer. You remember very quickly in Acts of Apostles, when in Acts 1.8, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my disciple in where? Jerusalem, where again? Judea, and where again? Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The very next thing that the disciples began to do was to do what? To pray. They went to the upper room. They didn't say, oh, the master has said it and so shall it be. No. The will of God needs to be prayed down. Praise the Lord. Now let's quickly run. We move again. What's the next thing we see there? The word plentiful. If we go to Matthew, uh, sorry, to book of John 4.35. is the same word translated ripe. And it draws our attention to the urgency of the command, just like the prophecy that came this morning. It is a command that has an urgency. If you, if you, are, if you are a farmer and you have a farm, and a very large farm for that matter, and the fruits are ripening very fast, what do you do? You increase the number of laborers. Is it not the natural thing to do? So he's telling us of the urgency. It is not something you can afford to put off till some other time. Assuming you are at your place of work and, and they tell you your house is on fire. It will only be a stupid man who will say, let me finish attending to this file before I know what to do. You will abandon whatever file you are attending to. And begin to rush home or call the fire service. Is it not? And that is it. The command that the master has given us, whether it is go ye or pray ye, is an urgent one. And we need to arise without any excuse, without any delay. And if you, re if you look at what we have there, the word there is go ye. And our topic today says, go ye in, pray ye. There are two commands there, go ye and pray ye. If you notice, most translations use this word, especially King James and a few other older translations. They use the word ye, not you. Why? It is deliberate to tell us or remind us that it is referring to all of you, not you in singular. So there is no exception. Go ye, pray ye. Both command is referring to every disciple. If you have heard the message and believe and you obey it, like we heard last Sunday, you are a disciple. It is a command to all of us. That's why that plural you, ye, or sorry, plural you is you. So there won't be any confusion as whether they are referring to a single person or if you. No, they are referring to all the disciples. All of you. Praise the Lord. Again, we see from where we read that there is a shortage of uh, labor. When there is a shortage of manpower, it is either what you are saying is that we do not have enough quantity, or you do not have enough quality, or both. When there is shortage of labor or manpower, I, any of these three 
cases, or all of them could be at work. And now the one that we need, uh, that, that bothers me most, is when you have the quantity and the quality, but the willingness is not there. And that is a case that we see very often in present-day church. A lot of us have received Christ, we believe in Him, but we are not willing to obey this command. Today we'll be going for word evangelism. By the time it's announced for us to go, you'll be very, very disappointed that maybe less than 5% of the people here will obey that command. If we cannot obey this simple one, is it when you are in your office or when you are in a place that nobody knows you that you'll be able to obey? It is not possible. We have to start from our Jerusalem. If you cannot preach to your children, to your wife, to your husband, to your relative, to your neighborhood, then you cannot take it to the ends of the earth. Praise the Lord. Again, finally, before we begin to pray, verse 38 tells us very clearly that this harvest belongs to God. It is His harvest. And therefore, if it's the principal or the employer of labor, the onus of providing everything that is needed for the execution of that project lies on him. And what more? He is qualified, he is able, and he is willing to provide all the resources. So why are you afraid to go? Why am I afraid to go? He is the owner of this harvest. And the owner who has both the ability and the willingness is the one that is commanding us to go. And so if there is any fear in your heart still remaining, it needs to be cleared this morning. That he who called us is faithful. He who called us is able. He who called us has all it takes and he will not fail us. And he will not disappoint us. He will not let you fall, and he will not let me fall. God is never weary. He will not let me fall. He will not let you fall, and he will not let me fall. Our God is never weary. He will not let me fall. Let's rise up as we begin to pray. Let us rise up as we begin to pray. In a week's time, or less than a week, our weekend outreach program will be starting. And we are trusting God to use this program to stir us up, both in praying and in going. But before we take this prayer, I want us to go to God in thanksgiving. The Lord has been faithful to us. He has healed our diseases. He has provided for us. He has shielded us. 
He has answered our prayer. He has shown us mercy. He has forgiven our sin. If the Lord has done any good to you, to your father, to your mother, to your brother, to your sister, to your husband, to your wife, to any member of the church, to anybody in the body of Christ, I want us to open our mouth in prayer and begin to appreciate God. Open your mouth and say, Thank you, Father. The Lord will only answer prayers that are prayed. When we ask, when God asks us to pray, He means we should pray. Open, our, open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. He's a prayer answering Father. And the word of God says he gives to his children that, his joy, that our joy in him may be full. He's a God that hears prayer. He delights in the praises and in the prayer of his people. His thought concerning us is that of good and not evil. To do us good and to bring us even to the very expected end. If the Lord has been good to your husband, thank him. If he has been good to your wife, thank him. If the Lord has shielded your children, this is the time to say thank you. If he has protected you from coronavirus that has killed thousands and thousands of people, say thank you to Father. If he has kept you in all your travels by air, by land, by sea, and several other means of transportation, this is a time to appreciate him. If you have prayed to him concerning any need or any challenge, and the Lord answered you, this is a time to say, Father, I am grateful. If the Lord has been good to this church, say thank you. If he has watched you continually with his word, say thank you, Father. If the presence of the Lord has accompanied you by day and by night, say, Papa, I am grateful. If he has given you words of praise and adoration in your mouth, he has put it in your mouth, say, thank you for enabling me to praise you. If the Lord has fought your battles, seen and unseen, known and unknown, this is the time to say, Father, thank you for fighting all my life battles and for surrounding me with your peace. If the joy of the Holy Ghost is your portion, if the peace of the Lord resides with you, this is the time to say, thank you, Father. Father Lord, we thank you. You have been so good to us as a family. Father in heaven, we come before you with thanksgiving.
thanking you on behalf of your church for all that you began to do in this church and in the body of Christ at large since the beginning of the year. Father, we say glory be to your name. Father, we thank you on behalf of our families. We say glory be to your name because it is by your power that we have been sustained in the midst of storms, in the midst of challenges, in the midst of difficulties. Father, we say glory be to your name. Papa, I meso magi chige ji chigabo. I naya na kanli naya na kebe naya niru naya na zu. Papa, gafuya ge jine gekele. Papa, I na sege na rekele. Take all the glory. Take all the thanksgiving. Receive all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Still continuing prayer, we now pray for our next um, program. And that is the weekend outreach. I want us to turn our Bible to the... Praise the Lord. Turn your Bible to the book of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. I want us to take our bearing for the first prayer from there. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. If you are there before me and you have mic, you can help us read. Isaiah 6 and verse 5. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. Then I said, it's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king the Lord of heaven's armies. Praise the Lord. When the Lord gives you a very important assignment, the first thing that must happen is sanctification. And that's what the first prayer we are going to make concerning our guest minister. That anything that will stand in the gap between him and God, that will prevent him from receiving and hearing from God, that God will remove all of them. You know, in this passage, if you read from Isaiah 1, Isaiah was prophesying, Isaiah was dreaming, Isaiah was doing all manner of things until King Uzziah died. And the Isaiah saw the Lord. He saw how unclean he was. The Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rag before God. And so let's pray. Paradventure there is any form of uncleanliness known or unknown to any man that the Lord will remove it because we want him to receive from the throne room of God, to receive directly from God. There will not be any hindrance. There will not be any point of accusation by Satan that he will raise before God and say, this is why you don't have to speak to this man. Let's go to God in prayer and ask that the Lord will sanctify the vessel. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 21, it said, if anyone cleanses himself, he become an instrument and honor, fit, for the use of the master. Let's pray. That God will sanctify him. Cleanse him. Is there any bitterness in his heart? Is there any un- anger? 
Is there any jealousy? Is there any evil speaking? Any doubt whatsoever that the Lord will cleanse him of all of them so that his vessel will become usable. The Lord said, be you holy for I am holy. We serve a holy God. And we must have to serve him in total purity. Pray for the sanctification, for the cleansing of the vessel that the Lord will use. Our brother, right reverend Aloysius Abo, and Father that God will commit your servant before you, Lord, and we pray that you sanctify him. Like you did to Isaiah, O Lord. Like you did to Nehemiah. Like you did to Ezra. Like you did to Daniel. Like you did to all the vessels you have used in the time past and even now, O Lord. Sanctify your servant, O Lord. That his vessel will be able to carry the unction that you will release for this program. That at the end of it, O Lord, as many as hear him will be gingered, will be inspired to go forth in power and win souls. Unto your kingdom. Thank you, Abba Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. When you have been sanctified, the next thing is the infilling. Let's pray for fresh filling, for fresh anointing. That as the Lord has sanctified him, he will also fill him to overflow. For every assignment, there is an unction that goes with it. He will not rely on the past exploits that he has made. That there will be fresh anointing, fresh infilling. Pray that the Lord will fill him to overflow. If the Lord doesn't fill him, neither will we receive anything. That the Lord will fill him, that the Lord will anoint him afresh. For this very assignment. Father Lord we pray. That you will fill him afresh. You anoint him afresh. For the assignment that you have given to him. And Father King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He will have an open heaven O Lord. He will be able to hear you very clearly. He will be able to receive very distinctively from you O Lord. He will be able to flow with you O King of Glory. And our Father... You shall fill him to overflow for the benefit of your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And final prayer for him. We are going to pray for God to use him in this regard. One, that at the end of his ministration, that three days, that we will all be gingered to always Pray for souls. We will be gingered, not just for a moment, but until we see the master. We will be praying for souls, just like we pray for our daily needs. That we will even pray more for souls. Like the prophecy said again, there is urgency. Thousands are dying by the day, and we can't tell where all these ones are going. Pray, brethren, that at the end of the ministration, we will have this burden to pray for souls on daily basis. 
Not only to pray for souls, pray also, brethren, that the Lord will spur all of us to go. Like we noted in that brief charge, that this command is for all of us, there is no exception. That those who have always given one excuse for or the other will no longer give excuses. That we will arise, seeing the urgency and knowing that this thing is a command. That we will all arise, both the men, the women, the aged, the youths, the boys and the girls amongst us. Timothy and Samuel, they began to work for the Lord right from their childhood. Even our children are no exception. Pray that at the end of this three-day weekend ministration, that every soul here and every soul that we come in contact with the message will have hunger for soul. And not just hunger, but will walk in obedience to the command of the Lord. And pray also, brethren, that as we have these converts, that we will disciple them. We will not leave them as orphans. We will go the extra mile, make the extra effort to ensure that these new converts are discipled. Pray for this burden of discipling new converts. And finally, before we move to another point, prayer point, pray for the manifestation of the power in diverse ways. Can we look at John 14, 12? John chapter 14, verse 12. Let's see what the Bible tells us here. Fourteen verse twelve. Yes, please. I tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Ay, 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 ay. What did you say? Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Praise God. Go ahead. And even greater works. Mm-hmm. Because I am going to be with the Father. Yes, Lord. What is the master telling us? We are tired of talking about the power of God as if it is history that cannot be repeated. And we are going to begin to witness it as our brother ministers to us that weekend. At any lame that walks into this arena, we stand up and walk. And any blind that comes here will begin to see. Arise in prayer. Let the power of God, if it were not possible, Jesus wouldn't have foretold us. He said that these things that he did, we will not just do them, but we will do even greater things because he goes to be with the Father. Pray that as he ministers, the power of God will flow. We will no longer be saying when Kenan Hagen was ministering, so so and so. No, we'll be saying when we had this weekend retreat. See what and what and what and what that happened. In John chapter 4, the man said, We believed in you because of what you told us. But now, we now believe because of the practical experience we have had from the master. Let us pray that as the ministers, there will be demonstration of the power of God. The power of God will come down. There will be manifestation. 
That every sinner that enters here, which is the greatest miracle, will not live the same. And anyone that comes with any other power, whether they are juju or amlet, in any form, they will drop it in this altar. Pray for the manifestation of the power of God in his fullness as we gather here this coming weekend. Brethren, open your mouth and pray. Pray. God will not answer unprayed prayer. Let us pray. Open your mouth. Anything you want to see happen that day, open your mouth and tell God. He is a prayer answering father. He is a prayer answering father. He is a prayer answering father. He is a miracle working God. He is a miracle working God. Miracle worker, you are a miracle worker. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. You will do a miracle, a miracle today. A miracle today. You will do a miracle, a miracle today. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your servants that you are going to use this weekend. The program starts on Friday through to Sunday. Lord, he is not coming in his own accord. He is coming led by your spirit. And as he takes the microphone, each, each particular day, O oh God, Holy Ghost, may you overtake him. 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 Let him not say the things that he wants to say. Let him say the things you want him to say. And therefore, Lord, we are still trusting in you that as he makes declaration, he said, as he declares healing for the sick, that the sick will be healed, 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 that the lame will walk in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God of mercy, we are trusting in you, O God. We have done the things we need, we need to do. We are asking you, Lord, have your will. We ask for your grace. For this meeting. We ask for your grace for this meeting. For every meeting has its grace. And we need your grace. To manifest. To show forth. In Jesus name we pray. Now we are still praying. What have we come to do today? To pray. So we are still praying. We will now be lifting up. Other human and material resources. Needed for the outreach before God in prayer. And the next set of prayer I want us to pray, one is for our priests who will be coordinating. A management coordination is a very important function. 
Because if there's nobody coordinating, everybody will be walking the way he wants to walk, and there will be disorder. But our God is not a, dis- a God of disorder. So we'll be praying for our priests and asking for coordination. That they will coordinate the activities as led by the Spirit of God. There will not be any comma. It will be exactly the way God wants it, it to go. That they will lead us throughout the weekend program. Pray for our priests, for unction, for wisdom, for discernment, for understanding, for infilling, for sanctification, for good health. As they run around combining the activities of priesthood with uh, their work, that the Lord will also continue to keep them in good health. Let us also pray for the moderator, the moderator for the program, our sister, Dr. Nkigu, that the Lord will guide her, that the Lord will help her, our help comes from God alone. By the arms of the flesh shall no man prevail. It is only by his spirit. Pray for the choir and the band. That they will function maximally. That none of our equipment will malfunction. And that the choir will be in their best mood. But as a minister... Either in praise or worship will be lifted to the very throne of God and the name of God will be exalted. Pray for the ushers that the wisdom and the strength to control the crowd, the Lord will release this unto them. For the traffic warden that arranging the vehicle will not be any form of headache. The Lord will be with them. Pray for the IT operators and for all our equipment that they will indeed serve God. Everything serve God. Everything serve God. Both human and non-human. Animals, living and non-living. They all serve God. Pray that the musical instrument and our IT equipment, they will serve God perfectly throughout this weekend program. Pray also for all our invitees. Thousands of handbills have been shared. Billboards erected. Banners put in strategic positions. Several telephone calls have gone out. The internet space is not left out. Pray that as many as have received our invitation through any of these channels, that they will not only remember, but they will honor the invitation. That they will not only remember the invitations, the invitation, but they will also honor them. 
Pray that their coming will not be in vain. That the word of God that they will receive, that they will hear, will yield the desired fruit in their life. And that every word of God spoken will not return to him void, but must accomplish the purpose for which the Lord sends it forth. Pray for signs and wonders. There's nothing that unbelievers cherish more than that. Jesus said to some multitude that gathered, Say, you are following me because I gave you bread. But we are saying that they will not only be fed spiritually, but they will witness miracles in their life, in their lives. Problems that they came here with, they will not return with it. If they have confusion of mind, God will give them direction. If there is no peace in their heart or in their home, God will restore peace and, in their hearts and in their homes. The Lord will begin a new thing in their life, each and every one of them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Abba Father, we commit our priests into your hands. We pray, Lord, that you will lead them by your Spirit in coordinating this weekend outreach. You will inspire them by your Spirit. You will grant them unction. You will guide them by your wisdom. And you will grant them good health. We pray, Lord, for the moderator and all the other people who will be involved in any activity throughout the weekend. Lord, you will keep them. You will uphold them. You will guide them. You will direct them. And all shall serve to the glory of your holy name. We pray for our invitees, especially those who are yet to know you, Lord, that their coming will not be in vain. That is the very reason why this outreach is being carried. That souls will be won and disciples made. Father, we pray that this number one purpose of this outreach, O oh Lord, will be actualized. This we pray in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. The next prayer we are going to take, brethren, is prayer for our local assembly. And this prayer, the very first one, is so dear to my heart. Because I believe that if the Lord answers it, we will all turn to disciples of Jesus Christ. Imagine where about 500 people are disciples of Jesus Christ. Before you know it, we will turn this Enugu around for Christ. And before you know it, we will turn Nigeria around for Christ. In fact, Satan will leave Nigeria and go to Sahara Desert. If God answers this prayer the way he laid it in my heart, 
Let's turn our Bible to Ezra 7 verse 10. We will see you. Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. Mm-hmm. This was because Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord and to teach those decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. Praise the Lord. Amen. So what is the prayer point? Get it brethren. Number one is that we will all begin to seek God's will. Whether it is small thing or mighty thing, marriage business work childbearing the way you talk, the way you dress, we will begin to seek the will of God in all this matter. Two, we will do them. When we know the will of God, we will begin to do what? Do them. The word of God says, if you love me, do what? Keep my commands. The only way we can show that we love God is by doing what he asks us to do. So when we have known the will of God, the next thing we ask God for is for us to be able to do them. And finally, for us to be able to teach them to the next man, next woman, next boy, next girl around. If these three things are found in each and every one of us here, Enugu State will be on fire for Christ. But our last brethren, especially when it comes to doing the will of God, many of us are wanting. And we are going to ask God who has the ability to change and turn around any heart to help us. Let nobody sleep concerning this prayer. Like I said, it is the hottest prayer in my heart this morning. That we will know the will of God. We will do the will of God and we will teach the will of God. Anyone that has ever made exploit for God, these three things are there. These three things must be there. The person must be able to hear and know what God is saying concerning any matter. He will go ahead to do it and he will tell others and encourage others to do it. Open your mouth in prayer. If you want these things to begin to happen in your life. If you want to come to a point where you begin to know the will of God. To come to a point where you begin to do the will of God. And to teach others. Your wife. Your husband, your children, your colleagues in the office, your business partners, your acquaintances, your town people, your village people, your customers. When you know the will of God and you do it and you teach it, I tell you, Nigeria will not remain what it is. I tell you, the body of Christ will not remain what it is. Open your mouth in prayer, brethren. Our Heavenly Father will come before you, O Lord. For our own, we can do nothing. We ask, O King of Glory. Like you helped Ezra, help us, O Lord. We call upon you, O Lord. That the desire of our heart at all times will be to know your will, to know your counsel, to know the direction that you are leading us, O Lord. And we won't stop at this, Father. 
that even when we know your will concerning any matter, we will arise in obedience and begin to do them. We will arise in obedience and begin to teach others your will. Father Lord, may this zeal consume each and every one of us in this assembly. And may we, O oh Lord, stretch it forth to everyone that comes in contact with us. Whether they are family members or colleagues or business partners, O oh Lord. Father, help us, O oh King of glory. For we know that the heart of man is desperately wicked and full of evil. To do good is not our first nature. But Father, thank you, O oh Lord, because you have given us Christ. Who has taken away our first nature and given us a new nature. We pray, therefore, Lord, that we we'll begin to live this new life which we have received in Christ Jesus. That no longer will we live fruitless life, disobedient life. Thank you, Abba Father, as you answer this prayer of your people, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. The next prayer we'll be praying for this church is prayer for the leadership. We take our bearing from Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 quickly. Joshua 1 7 and 8. Joshua 1 verse 7 and 8. Prayer for the leadership. Joshua 1 7. And yes. 8. Be strong and very courageous. Yes. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Praise the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> so, brethren, I want us to arise in prayer. Arise in prayer. If you have been ministered to, if you have been touched, if you have been helped in any way by the leadership of this church, I want you to arise. Arise in prayer. If you like what you have been receiving, if the Lord has been good to you in any way, spiritually, physically, and in all ways, arise in prayer and begin to appreciate God. Pray this prayer that is in Joshua 1, 7 and 8 concerning all the leadership, all the leadership of this church. Pray in line with the word of God, with this command which God gave to Joshua. They will be diligent in studying the word. They will be diligent in teaching the word. They will be diligent in obeying the word. They will be examples as they have always been to each and every one of us. Not only in words, but in doing. And pray also that they will be bound together in unity and in love. Where there is disunity among leadership, the institution or organization cannot move forward. It crumbles. Pray for unity and unfettered love, the love of Christ amongst them. And as the love 
one another, they will also love the flock that the, that the Lord has given to them. That together, as the master commanded us, we'll be bound together in unity and in love. For the word of God tells us, by this are you are my disciple, if you have love one for another. And he said, be you united with one another, even as I and my father are united. Pray for the leadership, that they will be united, they will love one another, they will love the flock of Christ. They have never been hirelings, and they will never be hirelings. They will grow in wisdom. They will grow in understanding. And the Lord will keep them in good health. And the Lord will fight their battles. And give them peace all around them. Thank you. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Wonyem so, wonyem so na so budi kenaga. Wonyem so, wonyem so na so budi kenaga. Budi kenaga. Ewe suluru ya boso. And his people. We are going to be enumerating them. The first two we will pray. And about five or six of them, there is a way that the Lord led me that we are going to pray today. But let's pray for the two that we will pray generally. And then the other ones, I will tell you the way I am led for us to pray concerning them. The number one prayer we are going to be making is concerning the financial needs of the church. In the few years of the existence of this church, several churches have been planted in the villages. A lot of ministries have been assisted. A lot of indigent students have been helped through medical schools and other studies. 
medical needs or they have not in this local assembly have been made all because of the financial provisions of God to this ministry. Go to him and say, Father, thank you for how you have provided. And we commit the needs, financial needs of the church into the hands of God. He is more than able. Like we said when we were given a charge, the assignment is his. He is the principal. And therefore, every need that we have, we go back to him and say, Father, provide. You are the one that sent us on this assignment. So pray for the financial needs of the church. Pray that the Lord will more than meet us, even as he has done in the time past. Finance has never been a challenge. The Lord has always gone ahead. Sometimes in the 11th hour, other times even before the needs come. He says, the cattle on a thousand hill belongs to me. The gold, the silver, the riches of this earth, they belong to God. He is the one that causes the poor to arise and to sit on the table with kings, with queens and princes. He is our all-sufficient provider. Call upon me in the hour of need and I will hear and answer you. That's what his word tells us. Pray. And every need of the church, no matter how big it is, that the Lord will continue to more than meet us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Another need is the need, personal need of the various units. It is an extension of the problem we have been trying to address. People are qualified. But the master's work is of no urgency to them. So a lot of units are calling for people to come and join them to lessen the burden and to make the work of the master easier. And many of us are nonchalant. We're going to pray that there will be a reversal. The Lord will provide both the quality and the quantity that is needed for the effective running of every unit of this church. Go to God in prayer. If this is of any concern to you, that people will come and say, oh, children's unit is nobody, or we don't have enough people. Prayer unit. Bible study unit, any unit. Pray that God will not only send people just to make up the number, but they will, he will send people that have burning hunger and desire to serve the Lord in those ministries. He will equip them. He will anoint them. He will enable them. God is looking actually for our availability. Every other thing he will supply to us. Pray. And if you're in any unit and you like black personnel, this is an opportunity for you to present this need, this request to God. Say so he gives to his children that their joy in him may be full.
We have a prayer answering Father who gives to his children that their joy may be full. We have a prayer answering Father as we trust him Obey him, believe in his word. Amen. Another set of prayer that we are going to be making is for the personal needs of the individuals. And the way the Lord wants us to pray is from Job 42 verse 10. Job 42 verse 10. And if you are there before me, please read Job 42.10. Job chapter 42 verse 10. Yes, please. When Job prayed for his friends, Mm -hmm. the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Praise the Lord. We are going to make selfless prayer. Forget about your need. You will have a burning desire. This time is not for that burning desire to be presented before God. You have need for the fruit of the womb. Don't pray for yourself. I'm sure somebody in this assembly will pray for you now. You require healing in any part of your body. Don't bother about it. You require promotion. There is a confusion in life that you want God to sort out. You are at a crossroad. And you want God to come in. Don't bother. I want us to do what Job did. Pick up anybody you know in this assembly that is passing through any form of challenge. You can be one or two or three as the Lord leads you and begin to pray for them. As you pray, those your needs that have waited for years, you'll be surprised the Lord will meet them today. God is here. And he's here to answer our prayer because he loves us. He gives to his children that their joy in him may be full. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you thanks and we give you praise. Because as always, you keep watch over your word to bring it to pass. Your pledge and promise is that even before we begin to ask, you have answered. Lord, because you know every man, you know every heart, you know every situation. Mighty God, even as we have cried unto you as to our personal needs. Mighty God, answer us, each one, in the mighty name of Jesus Lord, those who are at crossroads, mighty God, dissolve their confusion. And Lord, may they hear a voice behind their ears saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Mighty God, as many as are trusting you for the fruit of the womb, mighty God, you have done it before. Do it for these our brothers and sisters in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, those trusting you for promotion, mighty God. Promotion does not come from the east or from the west, from the north or from the south. Lord, they come from you. 
Even so, O oh God, will you visit these brothers that are in such need in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, those who are trusting you for employment, mighty God, make a way before them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you know us each one. Our confidence is that as we are laying these burdens before you, you who is a burden bearer, meet us each one at the points of these our needs, so that Lord we may know your joy, so that your name may be glorified. This is our prayer in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Just one short prayer and then we'll make our altar call for those who may want to receive Christ. We are going to pray for Valentine Day. Today is what? Valentine Day. It's really a burning prayer desire in my heart, and I believe in the heart of so many people. In the course of preparation for this day, a lot of atrocities are committed. Financial frauds. It doesn't just end there. On the Valentine Eve and Valentine Day proper, a lot of sexual immorality goes on all over the world. And the Bible warns us that every other sin that we commit is outside our body. But this sexual immorality is one that involves our body. And we get ourselves yoked. When you say you are a carrier of the Holy Spirit and you are getting involved in it, what you are saying is that uh, the Holy Spirit is also a fornicator. And it doesn't end there. At the end of it, so many diseases, curable and incurable diseases. It doesn't end there. Thousands of abortion follow suit. It doesn't end there. So many people commit suicide because they want, there is um, an unwanted pregnancy and they cannot stand the shame. Sometimes in the course of aborting the child, both the lady and the baby dies. Marriages are broken because some people get yoked with demonized men and women and at the end of it, they cannot return to a blissful marriage with their wives. So if you have the burden like I do, I want us to arise in prayer and ask God, May none of us, none of our loved ones, none of our children, none of our parents be a victim of this demon called Valentine Day. Arise in prayer if it's a prayer burden to you. Pray just for a few minutes. But continue in it. We can no longer watch this go on. We will wrestle it. Wrestle it in the place of prayer. Who knows who will, be the, who will be the next victim? Let's abort it spiritually from its root. Thank you, Abba. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You may be seated. We'll be rounding off with an altar call. Perhaps you are here. You may even have prayed all the prayer with us.
But you know that Christ is not living inside you. The Bible said that the prayer of a sinner is an abomination unto God. The only prayer of a sinner that God will hear and answer is prayer of uh, repentance. And that's what I want any such one in our midst this morning to do. If all you know about God is what that your parents ask you to be coming to church. And therefore you've been following them all these years. Then you need to need, do the needful. If all you know about God is that you see, uh, about church, is that you see it as a social function where you come and intermingle with people and there it ends. This call is for you. If you have believed, but you believe, you know you didn't do it with the right heart. In Acts of Apostles chapter 8, there was a man called Simon the Sorcerer. The Bible says he believed and he was even baptized. And when Peter came and laid hands and people received Christ, he came up with a question of Sarobohole. What will it cost for you to give me this power? So that whoever I lay my hands upon will also receive Christ. It is possible you are here because your children are here. You are an elderly person. And you cannot stay in their house without coming to church. But you have not had a personal encounter with Christ. This is an opportunity. It is possible you are here because you don't know your day of death. And you are looking for a good Christian body that will commit you to mother earth. And that is the sole purpose why you are here. Then you are here for the wrong reason. The number one and the most important reason is that you will accept Christ into your life and make him your Lord and personal Savior. So brethren, I call upon us. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior at any point in time, willingly and with the right hand. This is an opportunity. Do not allow this opportunity to mix you. Because none of us knows the day that will be called back to give account. It's not done by age. It's not done according to age. Sometimes it's his last in and first out. And sometimes it's first in and first out. So I want you to give your life so that you can be an instrument like we have prayed this morning in the hands of God for so willing, winning and discipleship. You cannot give what you do not have. How can you go to win a soul when your own soul is not won? We need to be careful so that what happened to the sons of Sceva will not happen to us. I want you to repeat after me. Maybe you have even prayed this prayer before, but you know you didn't genuinely do it. 
like Simon the sorcerer. If you don't do it genuinely, you will not have a portion in this kingdom business. That was what Apostle Peter told him. You do not have a portion in this because your heart is evil. Let's close our eyes as we ask anyone per adventure who has not accepted Christ into his life to do it right now. It's a very simple thing. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But there is salvation in Emmanuel. Repeat after me. My heavenly father. I have sinned against you. I repent of my sins. I pray that you forgive me of all my sins. I acknowledge that Jesus is your son. And that he died on account of my sin. I invite Jesus into my life today. To be my Lord. And my personal savior. In Jesus mighty name I pray. In Jesus name we pray. If you have prayed that prayer with all your hearts as we are still our heads bowed, just stand where you are. Let's now pray congregationally for you. If you have prayed that prayer sincerely, ask Jesus to come into your life, be your Lord and your Savior. Please stand where you are. The congregation will pray with you and will pray for you even at this moment. Is there any who prayed that prayer sincerely? You meant it with your heart. You genuinely ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Please stand. Please stand. It's something not to be ashamed of. It's something of joy to say, The Lord, I'm coming home. Lord, I have been astray and away. Lord, I've been playing church. I am back. And I'm willing to live for you and with you. If you did that, please stand where you are. Please stand where you are. Can I see any standing? If you hear his voice, do you not harden your hearts? As in the day of provocation. I can't see anybody standing. We're going to pray. There's a growing membership of this church in the diaspora. And as you make this prayer day, we know things are also difficult and challenging for them over where they are. We take this song. And we read the verse and passage that guide us. And as many of our people that are in the diaspora, families, individuals, the Zomikes, the Nebos, the David Odenaios, the Chukwebos, the Chimes, the Obumnemes, and him, the Skip and One Course, the Mbelos, the Onumebos, the Indujis, the Madabuchis, and I know you can remember, bring them before the Lord now. Some of them are even with us in service. As they join, as it were, even virtually. Some of them are within this country. They are in different cities, as it were. Bring them before the Lord. He will sustain them. 
Look at the passage in Psalm 121. You just remember it because we're going to pray with it. Their help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer their foot to be moved. For he that keepeth them will not slumber in the name of Jesus. He that keeps them shall neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord is their keeper. The Lord is their shade by their right hand and by their left. The sun shall not smite them by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve them from all evil. Especially the COVID-19 that is resurging in several parts of where many of them are. He shall preserve their souls. The Lord shall preserve their going out. They are coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Present them before the Lord. Present them by names. I have read some names already for you. I have mentioned some families. There may be others I didn't remember, but you do. Present them and use them as a point of contact for the Lord himself to keep them, to preserve them, to keep them from evil, and to preserve their going and their coming out, and to keep his mercy, his hands, his grace upon them. Even more than it would have been if they were here in the country. Please open your mouth and intercede for these loved ones. Intercede for them. Some of them are in the gospel-locked countries. Some of them are in the Middle East countries. Where a place like this is not in vogue. So the Lord will keep them and keep them to be a witness. Make them a platform. Even for disseminating the gospel and the grace of his word. Some of them are on posting to different parts of this country. Dubwegedes, Dionokas, and the others who are within the bounds and limits of this nation. These ages, bring them before the Lord and ask the Lord to let their witness remain strong, remain clear, and remain continually touched of him. Some like the Dionokas, some like the Ogaras, are on posting and working elsewhere. Present these ones who are not physically here, but they are members here. And our heart reaches out to them that as the Lord is visiting us today, He's visiting them. Distance not a barrier. His grace abounding. His sustenance continually. His mercy overruling those who are believing Him for a different form of academic career, higher than the one they have gotten, especially their PhD. The Lord will miraculously make a way. He will miraculously make a way. Mrs. Aneke, the other Ambele in Lagos, present them before the name of the Lord. And as that his mercy will reach out to them. The Radhi rose in Ibadan. Ask his mercy. Touch out to them. Wherever anybody is identified with this chapel, touch them. The acquaintances who have been away for a while, but they are by the leading of the Lord, still in spirit with here. Touch them. The Nolis, ask the Lord to keep them. Keep them through this period. Keep them through the mercies of his name. And let his hands be upon them. The Sontochukus. Bring them before the Lord in their studies. And cause affliction, grace, mercy to abound unto them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we receive even this prayer. Which you have already made as a covenant. That you will keep these ones. You will keep their going in and their coming out. You will preserve them in the morning. You will keep them in the evening. You will keep them through the COVID-19 waves. You will keep them through periods of need. And you will keep them through the cold weather. You will keep them through every other situations in which they are. And you will provide for them. And open the door gates of mercy. Planting hell for them. In diverse places and points in the name of Jesus. 
We use them all, as many as you have remembered, including the Browns. Lord, we say, may your hands uphold them in the name of Jesus. Those in study, may they see you bringing them excellence, the spirit of excellence in the name of Jesus, the provision that meets their need in the name of Jesus. Those who are applying even for their PADs, the Adonaios, the Imbelos, Lord, open the door miraculously. The way you give them the masters, that way you also do it and take the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. As many as are sick in this congregation, today is prayer day. The Lord will heal you in Jesus' name. Our prayers will be complete without the Lord touching you. We're going to go after this prayer to the word evangelism. We can't go laying hands on others when we have not been beneficiaries of his mercy and grace. In Mark 16, 16, he says, He that believes on me and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. This sign shall follow them that believe on my name. He shall cast out devils, he shall speak with new tongues. They should take up servants, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him James 5 14 is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. If you are sick in any way, in this chapel, as you take this chorus, please move out here. Move out in lines as the ushers organize you. And as many of the priests and those of the elders, leaders who are here, will lay hands on you after we pray generally. You will receive your healing in Jesus' name. You can be a point of contact for somebody who is home. Some people who are there still teaching hospital here, like Mama Chuku, or those who are at home, like Ifi Chuku, or Dr. Chefuna. The Lord's hands will reach you and bring healing on you in Jesus' name. Please walk up if you are sick in any way. We will lay hands on you after we pray corporately. And the power of the Lord which is present here will bring his mercy upon you. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord. Is the Lord that He led thee, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. Is the Lord Jehovah Rapha? Yes, He's the Lord Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord. He's the 
in heaven, we come to collect the children's bread. Father in heaven, we come in obedience to your word. Father in heaven, we come in faith. Your word says, this shall be one of the signs that follow them that believe. As we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Your word has told us, if any is sick, and he calls upon the elders, and they pray over him, he shall be raised up. He will recover according to your word in the name of Jesus. How you anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing, healing, healing all that were oppressed of the devil in any manner because you were with him. And he has said that everyone that believes in him, the same works he does, shall we also do. Lord, as we stand here, we stand not before man. We stand not for man. We stand by faith before heaven. We receive our healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, as hands are laid upon us as point of contact, we receive our healing, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, psychological, of whatever name and diagnosis in the name of Jesus. At the mention of the name of Jesus, he who conquered sin, who defeated diseases, who took our infirmities away, and defeated the devil, for this was the reason he was manifested, to destroy all the works of the devil. And he held, as a consequence of sin, also comes from the fall and from the devil. Therefore, Lord, because you have given him a name above every other name, that at the mention of his name, every knee bows. May every diagnosis, may every intended diagnosis, may everyone here that would not even have a diagnosis, by whatever name on nature, at the name of Jesus, bow in the name of Jesus. And every tongue will confess that is Lord. Lord Almighty, this is the heritage of your servants. And therefore we come by faith and we say, Lord, heal from the crown of the head to the sole of the feet. Heal within, heal without. Heal bodily, heal in mind. Heal in sick, heal in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Because by the stripes of Jesus, your children have already been healed. We receive the manifestation now. In the name of Jesus. As we lay hands on these ones one by one. We also present Steve for fuller healing. We present Dr. Chefuna for your complete recovery. We present Mrs. Ifi and Mama Chuku for your hands of touch. Heal them now in the name of Jesus. We present Onyeri and indeed any other person who on account of your health is still recuperating. Touch them now. Let manifest your power be made upon them to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Receive every glory. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Because as we go to the world, 
to preach forth your word and lay hands on the sick. We are carrying a testimony of healing already on us. This is our testimony. This is our miracle. This is our experience. We receive it in full. In Jesus' name we pray. Please lay hands. And as hands are laid on you, just go back. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord. He is the Lord. minister to you in prayer, supplications, intercessions, and petitions. Thank you for answers in Jesus' name. Thank you for healings in Jesus' name. 
Thank you for sustenance, for provisions in diverse places of our loved ones, home and in diaspora. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Almighty, because of your mercy, as the reign of your power and presence encounters us this weekend from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. In the name of Jesus Christ. And thank you for your mercy that renews grace and mercy in truth upon every one of us. We give you praise. We give you glory. We exalt you. In Jesus' name.